1: A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Because
0: it's Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man.
1: ladies and gentlemen we are back and ready to go this time it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man this is Big Man joining me as always my brother Cooper Cooper how you doing brother I'm doing a lot better than I was this past week dude yeah well we've had to be off because Cooper unfortunately got sick Um, he had COVID-like symptoms so he did not get a passing COVID
0: yeah actually (laughs) so I I got a test done but it was negative so I uh, was sicker than a dog though and I lost my taste, my taste buds my sense of smell mm-hmm. it was pretty bad for a couple of days dude I, I felt horrible so I pretty much stayed off of social media yep. kind of backed away from TikTok just kind of right. Trying to relax and get my get my mind right and hope to God it'd go away soon.
1: Right, and you also had to deal with that congestion for almost five days, too. Oh, dude, you the were congestion like, was horrible, dude. You were just in, like, a big old fog. Like, you couldn't breathe, and you're like, uh, what day is it? And I tell you, and you're like, okay, yeah, sure, yeah, I'll believe is. you. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, and,
0: uh needless to say plans were kind of canceled with things and uh yep. you know we had we had Halloween and all that and didn't get to really do much and nope. I, I had I had candy that night and I think that was about the last thing I tasted for like four days
1: yeah you didn't so. taste much of anything <laughs> that. so we all hope you did have a happy and safe Halloween but it's time to talk some sports.
0: Yes, let's do it, baby. Finally,
1: finally <sighs> back at this, and it's with my favorite day, football talk. Is it your really? Is it really your favorite day right now? Yes, it's football talk, talk. To talk football. Well, yes, because I still <laughs> get to talk about the sport I love. There you go. Despite what I have to talk about. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to the NFL standing, shall we? Let's do it. Starting off with the AFC East, we have the Bills at 5 and 3, Patriots 5 and 4, Jets 2 and 6, Dolphins 2 and 7. I forgot to say the win percentages, so that's 625, 556, 250, and 222. In the AFC North, the Ravens lead that division at 6 and 2 and a 750 win percentage. The Steelers are 5 and 3 with a 625 win percentage. The Browns and Bengals are both. Five and four and five fifty six win percentages each. In the AFC South, the Titans lead that division at seventy-two. The Colts are four and five. Oh, sorry, their win percentage is seven seventy eight. Colts are four and five with a four hundred forty-four win percentage. The Jags won their second game this weekend. We'll talk about that soon, as they are now two and six on the season with a two hundred fifty win percentage, and the Texans have lost eight straight games since beating the Jaguars on opening weekend and have a one hundred and eleven win percentage. In the AFC West, the most competitive Division in the league right now, as the Chargers and Raiders are both five and three with a 6.25 win percentage, and the Chiefs and Broncos are both five and four with a 5.56 win percentage. Back in the NFC and the NFC East Division, the Cowboys still lead that division as they are six and two with a 7.51 win percentage. The Giants and Eagles are both three and six with a 3.33 win percentage, and the Washington Football Team is two and six with a 2.50 win percentage. In the NFC North, the Packers lead that division at 7 2 with a 778 win percentage. The Vikings, a half game better than the Bears, are 3 5 with a 375 win percentage. The Bears are 3 6 with a 333 win percentage. And the Lions still have not won a game yet this year. And of course, that means they are 0 8 with a 0 win percentage. And in the NFC South Division, the Buccaneers still lead the division despite having a bye week. Are six and two with a 750 win percentage. The Saints lost a close one this weekend. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. And they're five and three with a 625 win percentage. The Falcons are four and four or 500 and are five and sitting in third place with that win over the Saints. Gets them right behind them, looking good. The Panthers are four and five with a 444 win percentage. And in the NFC West, the Cardinals are eight and one with an 8.89 win percentage. The Rams are 72 with a 7.78 win percentage. The 49ers and Seahawks are both three and five with a 3.75 win percentage. Whew. So let's talk some news, and we're going to talk some NASCAR. Baby. Let's
0: do it, brother, man. That's right. What a race, right?
1: It was Phoenix, baby, loved it. But as we figured, the NASCAR Cup champion is Kyle Larson as he would outlast Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Chase Elliott at the Phoenix Raceway. After everything he had to go through last year when he made that slip up in the iRacing virtual setup NASCAR did last year, having to go through sensitivity therapy and on having to hopefully be reinstated by NASCAR, find a new owner willing to take a chance on him, Hendrick was that owner, NASCAR did reinstate him, and he took advantage of the second chance he received by dominating on the track. So it was good to see him. Allowed an opportunity at redemption, Cooper. Your thoughts as he is now your new champion. And Definitely cool.
0: happy to see him win this, and I know I've been throwing jokes out there all week about you know he's on steroids, not not his car, but him, dude. That's just crazy. How many how many wins did he have this season? I think it was uh, ended up being ten with that last one, right? And and he wins the freaking
1: championship. He wins it all, man. Mm-hmm. That's freaking awesome. Dude, this kid was dominant all year. Never seen, every time he turned around, it seemed like he was winning the race or just right there. that pit crew,
0: like, dude. That pit crew is phenomenal, man.
1: Yeah. His tires were tore up at the end of that race, man. Yes. Unbelievable what that team has put down. Um, and Hendricks, of course, has another championship. You know, he's got all those between Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, and now he adds one with Kyle Larson. So uh, Hendrix is pretty happy owner right now, and hopefully Larson keeps his nose clean and just continues to just be the up and comer that he has been for a while. Just, just stay out of the, stay out of social media. Don't say anything stupid. Yep. Keep your nose down. Keep driving. You're good to go. Keep driving. Keep grinding those gears, and the future's bright for him as long as he can just keep going, man. It's it's, it's a great thing for NASCAR because now he's got the they got the redemption story. And, got, and he's young, so he's got all the chance to keep growing and becoming a really good driver that he's already becoming. And and he's got a great race team to back him up, and it's going to be phenomenal to watch him in the upcoming years and see where this goes. I'm looking forward to this because it seems like he's going to have a nice little rivalry with Denny Hamlin going forward, too. Oh, yeah, man. It's going to make for good racing, dude. Yeah, NASCAR is getting back to probably being a good fourth, probably now i would say back in the fan standings when it comes to um the top uh sports in the of the united states because the fact now they got some teams that are like okay you're like okay this this little group right okay yeah we're seeing you guys now they're finally getting back to where they got recognizable names and stuff and oh yeah and they're making it fun dude yeah
0: because you don't know who's gonna win because there's like three or four guys that are always up there, dude. It's like, what? Right. But, it, I mean, I'm so happy to see him get this, dude. Like you said, the redemption story. <laughs> um, and, and like we said, if he just keeps his nose on, the, on, you know, nose to the ground and keeps driving and just yep. stays out of trouble, he'll be good to go for a while.
1: Yes, and NASCAR has a lot to be looking forward to and hopefully him remaining out of the spotlight negatively. Yes. Very negatively much so. out of the spotlight. All right, so we're going to move from the asphalt to the gridiron, baby. Let's go, bro. So last week's first college football playoff rankings came out, and there was a little bit of a shocker in there. Oregon came in at number four in the rankings, which would have put them in the playoff. That is also despite playing a bit lackluster against Colorado the weekend before. To no one's surprise, Bama was ranked number two by the college football committee, despite a loss at a and and a close call to Florida, which doesn't look good now, by the way. Bama still considered a top team in the nation. Tonight, the second rankings come out. With the upset to number three Michigan State, it will be interesting to see how the committee views Ohio State and Cincinnati, who were ranked five and six, respectively, last week. Cooper, your thoughts? Oh, and if you didn't know, Georgia's ranked number one, but everybody should know that. Yeah, right
0: everybody knows that Georgia's number one. And they're showing it. So They definitely are, dude. Um, it's it's really quite crazy to see how, how far that, that team has come over the years. It's, mm-hmm. it's cool to watch. Um... But, yeah, man, Florida, man. Florida better get their sh- together before, uh, you know, The what do they do? Didn't they just fire? They him? fired
1: their defensive coordinator and yeah. their offensive line coach. Yeah.
0: So there's, yeah, um, Mullen better watch out. Yeah, he might not be long. Yeah, because that's, uh, yikes. But, uh, and, and as far as Oregon goes, um, I am kind of worried about them being in – Contingent for the college playoffs, only for the sole fact that they're not winning very prettily, and they're not—they're not doing it by big margins. Um, they're not, and their six-year senior quarterback isn't
1: acting like a six-year senior quarterback. No, he's sure acting like he's a true freshman, or at least a redshirt freshman yeah, in some cases. So it's just, the <sighs> inconsistency of his
0: passes and just. Yeah, it's. Um, I think Travis Die and the defense are also carrying Oregon. Oh and, yeah. So
1: that's that's very much the case for Oregon. And it, it, it's going
0: to be very interesting to see what happens with this. But I'm kind of mm-hmm. like uh, people talk a lot of shit about Oregon, anyways. Just right. because
1: you know we're we're the finesse team. Yeah. That's how we've so, always been built. Um, Speed and everything else. Uh, I'm looking forward to tonight because I, I see, well, unless something weird happens with the committee, we should move up to three. We'll be right behind Bama. We'll be technically as it would be right now. We'd be playing Bama. And as some of you may know, I don't want to face Georgia and some of you, well, you want to face Bama? I go, no, but the thing is, is I also see possibly Georgia beating Bama in the SEC title game. Which then, in fact, will then help us out because then we won't have to face Bama either. <laughs> so then we yeah. if we play the number two or three, if we're two or three, and we're playing the other two or three, whoever's with us on that side, yeah, I like our chances before we had to face Georgia. Because we have to face Georgia in the playoff right off the bat, I mean, we, yeah. we might as well not even go because we're not ready for that.
0: Yeah, not, they uh, will
1: destroy Anthony Brown
0: yeah Anthony Brown is uh, I, I'd like to at, see at a... the
1: beginning of the year we both thought maybe he was going to do something well when yeah. he went to Columbus and led us to that upset victory yeah. over Ohio State it looked like hey he, it even looked like he could potentially be a Heisman it's candidate. just
0: weird because I think he's letting the media and letting things that are being said about him get to him and you cannot oh. do that you can't go out there and, and let it get to you. And yeah. the the commentators have all been talking about it. How you know? I guess he's he's working on this new thing with meditation and music and,
1: and talking to his dad, and trying, to to the to right his dad trying to get in the right mindset, trying to
0: get in right mindset. But it's like,
1: ah, oh, man, it's. But it bothers me because you're six year senior. Nothing. This should, yeah. This shouldn't be bothering you. Yeah. Though. You're sixth year senior. You have the experience. What is wrong? What what what's different from
0: earlier this year to now? I mean, I understand. I understand it a little bit. I mean, I understand. You gotta understand coming from his side of it. I guess like the pressure of being at a big name school like he's at.
1: Yeah, it's a little easier with, to fly under the radar at Boston College. Yeah,
0: and with with the rankings being the way it is, you feel like the way the world is on your shoulders to make sure you get your team into the college playoffs. But if you cannot take that pressure, then you
1: don't you don't deserve to be there in the first place. Right. So, so I mean, this is why I'd rather face whoever we would face if we were two or three, than Georgia first, because yeah. at least then if build we, his confidence, we could maybe build our confidence if we beat that team. Because obviously, if they're the third or second team, whoever, however it ends up working out for, against for us or against us, yeah. Um that would be better and then it'll end if we have to face georgia in the national title game if we made it that far that's a different story yeah but anyway so we'll move on from that we'll be talking about that for quite a while because we still got all of november <laughs> right and a little bit of december so speaking of that upset we were talking about michigan state went into west lafayette looking to continue her role through the big ten However, the pool, uh, Purdue Boilermakers defense had other plans as they did a heck of a job wrangling in Heisman hopeful, Kenneth Walker III for the most part, which really limited the Spartans' offense. Aiden O'Connell had a fantastic game leading the Boilermakers as he finished 40 of 54 for 536 yards and three touchdowns. Chaos now reigns in the Big Ten as it would seem Ohio State is the remaining hope for the conference to represent the Big Ten. Unless, of course, uh, Michigan State can bounce back and pull the upset of the Buckeyes and win the Big Ten title, they may bail this weekend in the fourth spot, but Cooper, your thoughts on the upset in West Lafayette, Indiana? Man, I think that's
0: sometimes where bigger name schools they they like they play like they don't care, and then they get upset and they're like, <gasps> "What happened here?" Well, if you guys would have you know practiced like you were supposed to, took the game serious. You might not see that upset. But.
1: And how could you not take in this Purdue Boilermakers team seriously when they upset the number two team in the nation earlier this year, the Iowa Hawkeyes? Yeah. It's it's like, what the... Now, granted, Iowa has not been the same team because they've been dealing with some... Uh, I think they had a little bit of an injury problem, and they're just not as good as they were seeming to be early on in this year as they barely beat Penn State. Or had to rely how on... how about that quarterback, dude? That quarterback... Ooh on
0: fire dude yeah right
1: freaking only 14 incomplete passes 536 yards and throwing up three TDs that's big time
0: that's big time Um,
1: I mean yeah you're probably right does that put some scouts on your radar I I would think though I mean I wouldn't mind him being a nice backup to Matthew Stafford in the future I'm just saying (laughs) he's got a good arm too I mean I watched him that game I was like I was sitting there going is Purdue really about to do this yeah (laughs) and I'm watching this game I'm like Who the hell is Aiden O'Connell, and what is he doing for Purdue, and where where was the freaking scholarship offers for this kid because he's been pretty good? Yeah. I mean, could he possibly lead a team? Sure, he could probably lead an NFL team for a few years and maybe have a decent career, but he's probably going to be a backup, but he's a backup that could win you games if you need him to. He's a fist patty. Yeah, he could be a Fitzpatrick. <laughs> or a Colt McCoy. Yeah. Holy crap, we'll yeah, talk about Colt that. Yeah, Colt McCoy. We'll be talking about that here in a little bit <laughs> because that was just a shocker as hell. But anyways. Yeah. But you can, you have a good career. Uh, Nick Foles is another another one who had a few good years as a starter but made his yeah. name as a really good backup. Yep. And even won a Super Bowl as a backup. Well... And he led the Super Bowl win, but I'm just saying he started out as a backup and then took over because of injury and led his team to a Super Bowl victory. Yeah. So it's um, needless to say. So he's he kind of just experience. kind of sad to see him not really work out with Jacksonville and then not work out with the Bears. It's just kind of. And now he's third on the depth chart, and just like, why? I'm surprised no one tried. I don't think really. I'm surprised no one really tried to get him. On the yeah, trade deadline. Yeah, like the Broncos yeah. or something? I mean. Well, the Broncos made a trade and, they, and then he turned around and kicked the crap out of Dallas, which we'll talk about here in a little bit too. Yeah. yeah. So, not uh, necessarily. I still like Bridgewater, so. All yeah, right. I, I like
0: him too, but that, that
1: nagging knee injury thing he's got going on always makes me worry about him. True. All right, so the ACC's last remaining hope for a college football playoff berth was put to rest as number nine Wake Forest lost a shootout on the road to North Carolina, 58-55. In that game, that seemed no one wanted to play defense in. The Tar Heels played enough of it, though, in the fourth quarter to rally back against the Demon Dinkins. As they held the high-powered offense to just seven points in the quarter, the Tar Heels would put up 24 points in the final quarter to put off pull off the upset <sighs> at home. So, Cooper, what would you think of the shootout North Carolina? 24
0: points in the final quarter, dude. Uh-huh. Like,
1: where'd your defense go? They didn't bother bringing a defense. <laughs> like, they, they decided to go home. Uh, but apparently, North Carolina's they, defense they, decided to show up in the fourth quarter, though. Yeah. As they shut down that high offense, high octane offense, man. It was crazy. I sat there watching the highlights of this game. I'm going, North Carolina did what? <laughs> you came back on that?
0: Yeah.
1: What? It was crazy. Mac Brown, man. Um, he's. I kind of feel bad for him because he seems like he's getting North Carolina going, and then they start sputtering out of control midway through the season. Yeah. I kind of, it's just like, man, it just seems like they're going to be right there, and they're going to be on the verge, and they're going to take this basketball school and make it into a possible football power. Possible. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but it's a possibility. In the ACC, anything's possible, really, when it comes to college football. I mean, look at Clemson. How long did it take them before, uh, before they finally became yeah. a power? And then they're slip back because not only knows why Trevor going from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence all of a sudden just made you go backwards like that but
0: yeah I think <laughs> what it is is you know when when, when, when anymore, you're riding that hot hand and you don't start thinking
1: about your future you're kind of screwed so and Ducks are a good example of that when they what they did after Mariota before Herbert came along Yeah, and kind of what they've been doing without Herbert yeah so yeah, anyway, so but, yeah. I, don't, so I think North Carolina's got a chance to eventually be something in the uh, ACC. But uh, yeah, that kind of sucks, though. That was ACC's last hope was Wake Forest, and the Demon Deacons kind of flamed out right there at the end. <laughs> All right, so some more upsets from this weekend in college football as the unranked Boise State Broncos went to Fresno State and took down the number 23 Bulldogs in a route of 40-14. to 14. The unranked uh, Illini... Unranked Illinois finding Illini blanked the number 20 Minnesota Golden Gophers for three quarters to pull off the upset on the road 14-6. Unranked Tennessee Volunteers got into a shootout with the number 18 Kentucky Wildcats and survived in Lexington 45-42. Unranked Arkansas Razorbacks got a visit from the number 17 Mississippi State Bulldogs, but the Hogs got the better of the Dogs 31-28. Two points is all that separated the TCU Horn Frogs from the number 12 Baylor Bears. As the Frogs hopped off with the win, 30-28. to 28. Cooper, Oof. any of those upsets I can intrigue you with? Yeah, how about the Frogs, man? Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy, dude.
0: And that's got to really suck just by two points. That's really going to eat at you. All right. But, oh, crap, dude. Like, I mean, that's that's what the college football has been about lately. We've seen a lot of upsets, though, and I'm like, oh, huh?
1: Yeah. You say what? Right, what, what huh? 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 I didn't watch any football on Saturday. What's wrong with me? Hey, he missed a lot of good games. I, yeah. I watched some, and woo, boy, was I thrilled. I mean, of course, we uh, we watched the, the Ducks and the Dogs, but
0: yeah,
1: we won't go there. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, again, ugly. But anyways, we won. That's all that matters. <sighs> anyway, so. All right, let's move from the college football to the NFL. Let's do it, bro. We'll start with some NFL news first. Well, the oddity that was Odell Beckham Jr. in Cleveland is officially over. Despite his dad posting an IG video of how open Beckham Jr. has been, as well as a plea from LeBron James, the Browns couldn't come to an agreement to trade the star receiver before last week's trade deadline. But the IG posts are what seems to be some behind the door, behind closed doors issues with the quarterback. The Browns have officially waived Odell Beckham Jr. And as of 4.30 p.m. Eastern time today, he was officially cleared of the waiver wire and is free to sign with any team of his choosing. And I keep checking, and I have not seen anything from Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter that he signed a contract yet, so he's still available. Yeah, anybody that's willing to take him on. (laughs) Uh, My hat's off to you, because he's kind of a John McQueen. A little bit. He would be better off going into a situation... I would say I would say New Orleans, but my problem is, is they don't have the quarterback with Winston being gone for yeah. the year. Trevor Simeon's not going to be a good enough quarterback.
0: I th- I think he'd be good for the Steelers. The
1: Steelers would be a good place. Yeah. New England would be a good place because they've done it before. They had Randy Moss, and everybody thought Randy Moss was a super diva. Yeah. Just saying. Well, how'd that turn out? Turned out pretty nice. Yeah. And... I mean, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but we have a good culture in Los Angeles with the Rams, and I just don't see it happening. I wouldn't want that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he went to the Rams, uh, I don't
0: know, because, you know. We just got rid of Deshaun Jackson, though. That's what my problem is. For the same reason, pretty much. Yeah. So
1: Basically, though, if he went to wherever he goes and puts his head down and just does his job, he can make himself even more valuable in the off season to a worried. team that's willing to pay him. Yeah, it'd be good with the Raiders too. I mean, yeah, the Raiders they, they would just be good. lost uh, Henry Rugs, which Henry we'll talk Ruggs. about here in a little so, bit. Um, yeah, that was horrific with Rugs. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that's another culture that's being rebranded, but it's still a decent enough culture. But I don't know. I wouldn't also want to put that kind of problems on my interim head coach right now because yeah, because he is kind of a diva. Them. Yeah, you're not sure what you're going to get. Plus, then he's in Vegas, and I don't know if I want him in Vegas that often. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, obviously, he hasn't been signed yet. We'll see what happens. If we get it before we get off this episode, we'll let you know. If I, I mean, see even, even the
0: Bengals could use him. I mean...
1: I don't know. I have a pretty decent trio in Cincinnati. I don't know if I want to ruin that chemistry right now with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tosh Boyd.
0: Oh, yeah. Granted, he
1: is better than, technically, right now, even than Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase is young. Yeah. And he's still got developing to go. But Jamar Chase is going to be a superstar, dude. He's, yeah. he's pretty badass. Yeah, but we get to talk about how crappy that ended up being. Anyways, we'll yeah. actually here in a little bit. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, I I mean, honestly, if I was him, I would want to go to either Baltimore, which is another good place for culture, or Pittsburgh, just because I would love to stick it to the Browns.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just to stick it to them. Yes, that would be awesome because, you know, I mean, how many times do do, uh, Steelers go to other – you know, other rival teams like, let's say, Patriots. With Le'Veon Bell and, and, and Villanueva right now. They're both in uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. And it's
1: like, what? Okay, well, Le'Veon Bell only ended up going to Baltimore because they had a slew of injuries at running back that they yeah. weren't expecting. If that didn't happen, I don't think he's in Baltimore right yeah. now. So that you kind of can't really go on Le'Veon. He, but, he yeah, was offered I mean, up his job. He was out of a job and got offered a job because a slew of injuries hit the running back room. Just saying. If he was still available right now, don't you think that he would have ended up in Tennessee with Derrick Henry's injury? Probably, yeah. I'm just saying. Just saying. So, anyway. So, moving on. If we told you... The Josh Allen would be dominant in the Jaguars-Bills game in Jacksonville. I bet none of you would have thought we meant defensive end Josh Allen of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, right. Instead of Josh Allen, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Well, that's exactly what happened this past Sunday as Josh Allen, of the Jacks, finished with eight tackles, two tackles for loss, an interception of Josh Allen, a sack on Josh Allen, and even recovered a fumble of Josh Allen's. That is weird to say. <laughs> The Jags' Josh Allen was out to prove that he is the Josh Allen in the NFL as the Jags upset the Bills
0: 9-6. I would believe him more if we seen this productivity out of him more often. But I still find it quite entertaining. Um, the fact that he went out there and said, I'm the, the real Josh Allen and <laughs> proved it. of. Uh, but I want to see more pro- productivity like this, dude. Because
1: he, he, he's shown flashes of this. Yeah, but I mean, he but went he's all not consistent. Out. He yeah. went all out in this game. He he full on went straight up Highlander. <laughs> there can only <laughs> be one. <laughs> I am the Josh Allen. Or we could do if you're not into the Highlander thing, can we do some Slim Shady with a please with a real Josh Allen? Please stand up, right? <laughs> I
0: mean, seriously, dude. It
1: was. <laughs> It was
0: crazy, and when you told me, "Oh, Josh Allen threw an interception to Josh Allen," I was like, "What?" And then we mm-hmm. then then I s- sat down, and started watching the game, and we started seeing him do more stuff. And I'm like, "He's really got it out for of this well, game." Well, oh.
1: he went, what was it? You went and took a shower. Yeah, I took a in shower. the first half, and then you came back. and I said, "Dude, you missed history." You go, "What do you mean, Josh Allen sack Josh Allen?" You looked at me funny. and went, "No, I'm serious, either." <laughs> Like, seriously, dude. Because, you know,
0: I said, let's put the Jazz game on. And big man's over here. Why? So we can just watch them
1: lose. I mean. So. Can you blame me, though? Know, they had won one game. They hadn't won in the yeah. United States since last year. I mean. I I've been
0: like a full-on die-hard Jags fan this year. I'm
1: trying. I, I'm, I'm tri- really I, I'm trying. I'm trying my best, but, but it it's so really hard.
0: sad, dude. And
1: they make it so hard. It's so
0: sad to sit there and watch a game and watch them just lose and lose and lose, and then watching the post highlights and watching the post post game conferences, and you're like, ah, dude, it it, it sucks. It's it's sad, but it was nice to see them get the win. It was nice. To it see was that. it was ugly, but it was worth it. Yes, and and uh, uh, the whole Josh
1: <laughs> Allen Josh Allen thing was was just <laughs> glorious, it's fantastic. I loved every minute of it. All right, it appears that the Arizona Cardinals are the best team in the league. God, that hurt. <laughs> Despite losing two weeks ago to the Green Bay Packers, who were without Devontae Adams and a slew of other players and starters on a short week, to make up for that loss, they did barely lose anyways. Um, The team went to San Francisco and demolished the 49ers 31-17. And let's be honest, really, it wasn't that close. At one point, the Cardinals were up 31-7. And they did this without Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, and they also lost Chase Edmonds early in that game to injury. Colt McCoy started for Murray. This is unbelievable. This was the upset
0: of the weekend. Maybe the upset of the century, dude. Because this is crazy. Like, Colt McCoy?
1: Yeah. Colt freaking McCoy. Ugh. And what's sad is I'm going to go back. Remember how much I hated the fact that we drafted Bradford in 2010? Yeah. McCoy went in the second round that year. And I was like, I'd, if you're going to freaking give me a quarterback, I would rather have had him. Because he wasn't injury prone. He wasn't mistake prone like Bradford. No, Did he have the arm that Bradford had? No, he didn't have the arm Bradford had. I'll give Bradford that. He had a pretty good arm. He was just inconsistent and injury prone as hell. McCoy led a team that had no business facing Alabama in a national championship game. And until his shoulder injury, it wasn't that bad of a game. Granted, as soon as he got injured, though, it was basically over. Yeah. And so I wanted to quote McCoy that year. I was like, get me a defensive guy that can tear it up. Either Gerald McCoy, I would have been fine with a McCoy-McCoy draft. Yeah. Get Gerald McCoy first. Get Colt McCoy second. We, we business then. I really wanted Dom to that didn't work out when he eventually came to us anyways but still uh, well it got us a super bowl appearance but didn't get us the win anyways colt mccoy has been a fantastic and we were just talking about this too with the aiden o'connell mccoy's made a great career of just playing when he needs to play and uh, being a very serviceable backup and this proved it but i just surprised as hell because how can you be without murray DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, and then lose your top running back and destroy San Francisco in San Francisco. Yeah, this says a lot that uh, San Francisco, you suck. You were my team that I thought was going to win the division or Seattle.
0: What the hell happened? Like, for real. Oh Oh, my God. And now they're both down at
1: the bottom of the heat, dude. Right? Well, Seattle just got good news that Russell's coming back, so they might be they might not be totally um, down and out yet, so we'll yeah. see what happens. But that's just unbelievable and I I don't know. Cardinals, you're probably the best team in the NFL right now, and there's nothing I can miss. You hate to say that. Where's my little white flag? Well go ahead and wave it. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. So, my, 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 how quickly we have to pump the brakes on the Bengals already. After rolling the Ravens three weeks ago, the Bengals have lost consecutive games to the Jets and the Browns. They lost 34-31 to the Jets, and it would seem that they would be ready to right the ship again after that loss and take it out on the division on their division rival, Browns. Well, a 99-yard pick-six by Denzel Ward opened up an avalanche on the Bengals that wouldn't they, they could not overcome. They fell to the Browns, 41-16. to Cooper, I'm sorry. I got all hyped up on the Bengals. My bad. Well, I mean, that's the thing that's
0: wrong with the Bengals. Is they have good talent, but the consistency of their play is what, what gets them in trouble. Yeah. I mean, the, we've seen this every year. And even when they had Andy Dalton, man, they showed flashes and signs of, hey, We could be a top contender if we can play consistently. Mm -hmm. But they fall apart somewhere in between, you know, week eight and up or maybe a little bit, you know, less than that. I'm just like, well, I mean, not that I really care. I'm not really a Bengals fan, but, I mean, it would be nice to have, you know, somebody that, you know, make make the division a little bit better besides having to fight with friggin' Baltimore all the time. Right. And, so,
1: uh... I mean, and... Wh- I mean, I, I just... They went to Baltimore and won like they did. Yeah, I mean, that's... So that's, why, that's why I'm confused. What the... F- just happened? Yeah. And what's worse is they lost to the Jets without the Jets' starting quarterback. They had to go to a backup because Zach Wilson was hurt. Before the game. Yeah. They had to go with Mike White. Who the Mike, is Mike White? Is
0: Mike White.
1: Who the p- is Mike White? <laughs> Jesus, man. I just. I. I, I gotta stop getting hyped up over teams
0: that I just. Uh, Big man's getting. He's getting an <sighs> aneurysm. He's, his head's hurting right now. Kind of is. All right.
1: <laughs> let's get to the rest of the. Uh, round. Let's round up the rest of the league here, shall we? Let's do it. All right, other scores from the last week in the NFL. The Colts trounced the Jets 45-30 on Thursday night. The Texans continued their free fall after beating the Jags in week one as they lost this time to the Dolphins in 17-9. After trading away star linebacker Von Miller, everyone assumed that the Broncos were packing it in this season. Turns out that may have been premature as the Broncos rolled into Dallas and handled the Cowboys 30-16. Excuse me, the Falcons almost blew a win against the Saints but pulled it out late, 27-25. The Raiders, coming off horrific news and subsequent release of Henry Ruggs, were not ready for the Giants as they traveled to New York and lost 23-16. to The Patriots may be back, and I'm not getting overly excited about this, because in one, I don't care for the Patriots, and two, we all know what happens when I get overly excited about a team, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they even let me down at some point, but they did roll the Panthers in Carolina 24-6. to The Ravens are driving their fans nuts with close calls, but... Uh, won in overtime against the Vikings, 34-31. Traveling clear across the country usually isn't a recipe for victory, but don't tell that to the Chargers, who held off a feisty Eagles team in Philly, 27-24. In a game that the Chiefs were supposed to clearly win in handedly turned out to be a bit of a nail-biter as they beat the Aaron Rodgers Packers 30, uh, sorry, 13-7. Despite losing King Derrick Henry for possibly the rest of the year, the Titans went to L.A. and smacked the Rams right in the mouth. Aided by some terrible calls that hurt any hopes of a comeback in the second half of the Rams, Titans won pretty easily 28 to 16. Going on the road in one of the toughest venues to play, Justin Fields showed that he is the franchise quarterback the Bears desperately need. However, the Steelers would keep their Monday night home winning streak alive, and as it reached 19 straight with a 27 or 29-27 victory.
0: Yeah, and about gave Cooper a heart attack last night. Yeah, dude. Oh man, I, I don't I don't like seeing my Steelers that close to losing to the Bears, dude. The Bears, come on, man.
1: No, but like I said, uh, seeing uh, Justin Fields finally starting to get yeah, into but a they rhythm. were stopped
0: on the back half of that uh, on the back half of the field, and
1: if they would have tightened up on him, shit. hey, I'm just saying, he got sacked quite a few times, he got knocked around a times when he ran out. But he showed some poise. Oh, no. no, I'm not saying anything bad about Fields. He, he, I'm just saying. I this.
0: think that he, he has a chance to be a great quarterback in this league. You get him a coach.
1: Yeah. Watch out for the Bears next year. Oh, yeah, man. Watch out. I don't care whether the Packers still have Aaron Rodgers or not next year. Watch out. If the Bears get themselves a coach who can help this kid, Woo! like basically it's going to work out better. Than McVeigh and Golf basically is what I'm saying. Yeah, a lot better yeah. if they get a t- that type of connection with a coach. I just think
0: that, that McVeigh and Golf McVeigh just he seen through golf bullshit. Like he
1: was not number one overall pick material. No, he really wasn't. That's, so that's why I never understood that. What I, what I never got with that either was the fact that Wentz was more the prototypical style of quarterback for Fisher's offense than Goff was. And we still went with Goff. Yeah.
0: What that, I would That's love, what happens when you let the front office and the powers that be pick the player, not let the coach do what
1: they want to do. Uh, let's not forget, though, Fisher had choice of GM, so he was technically the GM. Just Not entitled.
0: Well, then there's a...
1: Sneed wasn't. That's why I was surprised that it kept Sneed, but I went, oh, that's right. Fisher chose Sneed, so they're going to give Sneed a chance to prove himself with the hiring of a coach and see what they can do, and that's what they did. And pretty happy with that. I've got a Super Bowl appearance with golf. Golf had one of his greatest games with us, and that's probably going to be the highlight of his career, is that went over Monday. That and the Chiefs, the Monday night, yeah. Which about killed me. You thought that Monday night game last night about killed you. Yeah. Ah! Try having your team put up 54 and giving up 51. Right. <laughs> At least your team seemed to get some stops on defense more often than my team did that night. But anyways, i no. I digress.
0: Let's not jump into this week's Rams, you know, Titans. The ball blows.
1: We, we kinda was, did.
0: We kinda did, but we didn't really jump into that. I think the refs really really called that game unfairly for the Rams and I think there was a lot of encouragement calls that weren't called that were called last night that should have been called
1: the night before. What is up with the referees? Though? Are they just tired of being upstaged by the called referees so they gotta be just a I know. Bad? What, What's this? I mean, I
0: I was even questioning that call last night about um, that receiver that kind of looked over at the bench and
1: didn't really even do anything. It. It, it wasn't a receiver. It was a defensive linebacker. Oh, it was a defensive linebacker. He, that's uh, right. He made that sack. Yeah, he sacked Roethlisberger and then walked over. And the was, The ref said after the game that he felt the, the way he was posturing towards the bench was... Taunting. I um, call bull crap. I know, which was surprising because it benefited the hell out of your team <laughs> that I they called it. But, but I mean. Uh, but you're going to call it spade, too, spade.
0: I'm, the, I'm the type of person that I like things called the right way. And if you're going to call something like that, that's just kind of petty.
1: Well, even the um chop block that cost the Bears a touchdown. Yeah. Um, You didn't like. Because it really wasn't much of a chop block. And also, it didn't even really touch Watt. Yeah. So, I was, I just don't get it. I mean, because we saw with the Rams, they had that, when we stopped the Titans, we had Titans stopped, we had a chance, it started looking like we maybe were going to get momentum and they called that terrible roughing the passer call on Aaron Donald when he barely went like this to freaking Tannehill. Yeah. And it was like a it was like a a beat too. He's like, Tannehill, let's go to the ball and then is pushed. I'm like, he barely got the ball away before freaking Donald pushed him. What are you talking about? Yeah, it wasn't like it was intentional, he was already in motion. Yeah, it's not like he was like he like threw the ball, took three steps, and then Aaron Donald clocked his ass. That was just terrible. It was just refs. I'm sick and tired of the refs on both levels, college and
0: NFL. Yeah, and there's no taunting rule in the NFL now. I don't really care for it because I'm always afraid. Like, you get a
1: first down and guys are going to get excited. Mm-hmm. You get a sack, you're going to get excited. Honestly, because I thought that was what the flag was going to be for. I Because remember when he got up from sacking Roethlisberger, yeah. he did that weird roundhouse kick thing. I was like, oh, shit, he probably got called. He's going to get called. for nothing. And then nothing happened. And then he then they we were like, Oh, there's a flag on the plane. I'm like, For what? And they're like, Oh, it's probably taunting. I'm like, Oh, so he was just late getting the flag out for that freaking kid. Yeah. And then they're like, No, it's because he went over to the walked over to the bench and he's posturing. I'm like, Posturing is now a I'm like, Get get go home. Just go home.
0: Yeah.
1: NFL referees and college referees, you're drunk. Go home. <laughs> for real. I think they get
0: bored and they just it's, I don't know. It's terrible.
1: But I digress. So, um, no news from Schefter, Ian Rappaport. So, as of, as of now, uh, at the finish of this episode, Odell Beckham Jr. is still a free agent. So, have fun with that. <laughs>
0: yeah. We'll probably have some news for you guys by next week.
1: Of course we will. Because I'm sure he'll be picked up probably by sometime later tonight or tomorrow. But we'll be back on Thursday, right? we're coming back, baby. AEW's finally back on a normal schedule, so we can actually talk about it. Yes. And I'm finally feeling better, so
0: we can get back to normal schedule and start pushing these podcasts out to you guys, and uh, we appreciate you, we love you guys, and Mm -hmm. sorry we were
1: away for so long, but we are back, baby. That's right. And then, of course, Saturday, we'll have more WWE talk, and then we'll recap um since we didn't get a chance to recap the end of the world series we'll recap that for you on sunday and plus how the basketball season is going so far and then of course uh tuesday is now exclusively football talk unless something in nascar happens that we have to talk about sounds good man sounds good it does i'm loving this so it's good to be back baby definitely is man
0: i'm happy to be back and and back in the swing of things because it's,
1: yes, it's been it's been a rough rough week, man. It really has. Yes, sir. All right, so that'll do us for uh, do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching ching from the launch your online shop stage. All the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper big, underscore big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man. And that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.